Support the Amigos podcast and keep the Amiga goodness flowing for just a dollar a month. Visit our page at patreon.com slash Amigos podcast. Amiga, the first personal computer that gives you a creative edge. Amigos, the podcast about everything Amiga. Amigos is a proud member of the Throwback Network, your home for quality retro podcasts. And now, here are your hosts, Aaron Dowdy and John Bodovkar Schaller. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Amigos. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today we're going to be talking about mean arenas. Oh, mean. The meanest of arenas. Uh, but before we jump into that, uh, we are going to, we got some feedback from last week. We oh, got a, really? Got a, got a message here from this guy. This guy's name is Caro, K-A-R-O. Okay. He's from Finland. All right. Yeah. He says, hi there, guys. Greetings from Finland. Great show. I've been listening to Amigos since the beginning of the podcast. There's just something so funny with the dynamic between you two. There's something funny about us, all right. So thank you for listening. Uh, Caro, he also had a, a guess, a correct guess, for the the song for 143 for that episode. So uh, we'll be reading those out later on. Um, we also got a message from uh, Brendan White from Melbourne, Australia. Uh, he says, I recall fond memories of growing up playing my family's first and for a lot of years only computer, the Amiga 500. Mm. I remember fighting with my two brothers and sister for a chance to play anything from Sierra Online or my favorite game to this day, Fairy Tale Adventure. Uh, you know, I've heard of that. I believe that was on the C64 as well. And I've heard good things about it. I might have to check that yeah. out. Uh, he says, I took that Amiga with me when I moved out of home when I was 20 and threw it out not long after. Uh. He says he regrets the decision to this day, <laughs> yeah. and he says that they're quite rare in a, uh, in a phrase not appropriate for this podcast, but very common among the Australians, I think. So uh, I'll let you read that on your own time. <laughs> he says, anyway, I love listening to your podcast while I'm working on building Australia's national broadband network. Oh, yeah, wow. so He's this a big guy. Wheel. That's right, that's right. So thanks for writing in, Brennan. So uh, that's a little bit of, little bit of feedback. It's kind of creepy week. that someone that important is listening to us. I know. And our incredible rapport. It's, do, you, <laughs> do you feel the rapport? I feel it. I don't you, I got, you got a little sun this week, didn't you? I'm looking at you here. Do I look? Do I look? You little, look darker. A little bronzed. I want to go with some bronze. <laughs> maybe so. I don't know. Under, I undercooked. Maybe it's I've been basking in the warm glow of the uh, Winfield Middle School band room lights too Is much. That, you know? that maybe you were out mowing a lawn or <laughs> sweeping a leaf. I haven't or, been outside. I haven't been. So you just look a little. Maybe you just maybe the blood pressure's up. Maybe so. Maybe I'm irritated. Maybe probably. I'm dying. This is the report that's going to put you in the ground. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to this week's Amiga news, Aaron. There was a there's a cornucopia. Mm. Well, it, there's a lot of interesting stuff. One's that cornucopia. I would. Let me get out the way. I know, but it's a big word. I don't want to confuse you. So, I'm going to consult the Gambletron here. So, I'm going to skip over sort of what stuff we did, just and we'll come back to that. Okay. Well, actually, the first thing, we'll just... It's May the 4th as we're recording this. That's but true. You know what that means. I heard it was a Star Wars day. That's right. May the 4th be with you. True, you know? true. Star Wars angered me to the point where I can hardly even tolerate it. <laughs> that much said, uh, the Amiga had some pretty good games. Mm -hmm. The first two in particular... And uh, we looked at them, if you'll recall. It's funny how far back it, we had to go to find these. And uh, Folds had the same idea I did. Because I, I was like, hey, I, I wonder if we can we show our show. And so he went back and found our, the episode. Uh, 
and also some stuff that you know had been looked over. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, if you're into uh, feeling the spirit of Star Wars, uh, go for it. Come on down, have check out the site, and we did a show on it. And as I recall, boat, we liked two of the three games. That's right. I think you liked Empire better than uh, Star Wars. I did. You? I thought it was the a better game. game. Yeah. And the movies. The movie Empire is the best. <laughs> See, we agree. there's where the rapport comes yeah. in right there. I agree with you on that. Um, hot off the presses, boat. Uh-oh. This one. Uh, from our good and dear friends at Indie Retro News. They've brought it out. Amiga J is back. This time, four decades of Amiga demos. Oh, my gosh. Holy moly. Are you kidding me? I guess me? if you're looking to vote in that th- that poll we talked about and you, you, you needed to catch up, this yes. is the thing to I'll get. Be, I'll, be, I'll be acquiring this in, in some short order. Um this is a uh, this is the this has got it all. It's got a it's the updated which is an updated disc. 101 new demos. Wow! Holy moly! Are you kidding me? Uh, and some bonus stuff. It's you know how they do it over there. Mm-hmm. They know how to put it together. Jay does it right. So if you're into the demo scene, or if you're not and you're feeling froggy, you go get it. Uh, go get that one. Um, let me see. Oh, <clears throat> I was nosing around today. Are you familiar with a lady, a lovely lady named Mrs. Mad Lemon? Um, She's very popular. I, you know, the, I think that we follow her on Twitter. I'm not surprised. Uh, well, I follow her because I just like her stuff, hmm. and uh, she she has toured around with something I've been wanting to check out. And I don't know, have you heard of these uh, Pico power supplies, Bo? No. Explain <clears throat> to me what that is. They're very very tiny power supplies. In fact, you can see in the little video picture that's her holding one in her hand. And she her uh, her uh, dealio this time out. She wants to hook up one of her uh, uh, Amigas. Now she hooks up the broken one. <laughs> she reminds me so much of me because when you get to the power aspect of this, you're like, uh-huh. do I want to go in there and do that? I don't know. Uh, but uh, I've been wanting to try these things. This one she's got is like a, I think it's a 160 watt, mm-hmm. which is more than enough for your oh, yeah. Amiga. And, and so what this does is it basically replaces the shoebox size power supply of your pretty much yeah. with a with a smaller, perhaps more energy efficient unit or less prone to failure. Right, right. And she puts a fan in there. I watched the video again. This is her tentative first steps into the project, but and, um, by no means is she the first to do it. But she, I, I I like her stuff, and uh, she really gets into it. And she does. She works a lot like I do, as you can see there, jotting down some garbage in a notepad. <laughs> have drawing you ever, a picture? I do that every time. I draw the picture. The have you ever right. seen another um, power supply out that is shaped like that? With no. that, that square looks Actually, like a looks like a die. No. You know. And I will tell you, you know, of course we've got the uh, Polish power. Mm-hmm. Uh, and That's I don't the best mean, kind of power. I don't mean Ivan Putzky. <laughs> I mean the Polish power adapter. I'm on the. Actually, I use that thing daily. By the way. And, uh, um, Do you still have it in the shoebox? It's the, in the shoebox, yeah. the whole nine yards. I, I, that was my part. Well done. <laughs> and uh, uh, I had the 600 hooked up to it, but no, the 600 had gone down. I just brought the 1200 in from the arcade and have it sitting in there. Uh, and it does a fine job, but when you don't, when you've just got five of those wires sticking into the back of your Amiga, eh, mm. it comes out quite easily. Yeah, and so yeah. I'm worried about the day that. So I one of these days I'm going to go bear up and go and give this project a shot now. This one I know you're excited about. Our good, close, personal, dear friend Robbie put up this video this week of his DJing exploit. That's seen right. This now I, I, we, I'm not going to put this up on the board yet on behind us because we are going to close out our show today with a little bit of that. Oh, set. outstanding! Well, I, I watched it mm-hmm. and uh, 
it's neat. It's neat to see the two twelves up there. Mm -hmm. They're going to work. Oh yeah. People are dancing. They're getting crazy, and uh, it looks like a lot of fun. That's like the that's the kind of dance party I could get into. That you could get an Amiga driven dance party. They wouldn't let you party. in the door here. Not even in either. the door. We, we could get in this town. <laughs> we are not nearly it's too stylish enough. But Ravi, who uh, again sent us some awesome stuff last week, which I've been actually helped me with the review today. Uh, uh, the uh, uh, the game was fun, and I used it for this review and the stickers and everything I put out in the arcade so I was, we do appreciate that but uh, uh, he's a talented dude man he's a podcast guy he's got videos so he's doing all he's doing all kinds of crazy stuff yeah and he's also a DJ so yeah. he's going to work so let's delve we did a lot of stuff on the site this week that I want to talk about uh, so <coughs> in fact some of the stuff I dub I double uh, posted that you were so excited about it you posted it <laughs> twice <laughs> so um, First thing, I'll just and this. Oh, there's a one more thing here. Is, uh, our friends over at Lemon, they put up a video this week, and I, I'm a sucker for these. And I've been trolling YouTube a little bit more just to see what people are doing with the Amiga. Trolling's and, probably the wrong word to use. Uh, that word means something different these oh, days. Oh, no, I get in there and bad mouth. <laughs> or unless you have been doing that. Oh, yeah, this is crap. <laughs> I've been I've been looking around, snooping, you know, uh, stalking. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's been stalking. And so I like when they put this stuff up. But I got two of them here. I wanted to mention uh, uh, our uh, our friends over at Lemon put a video up about. And it's basically they show, throw up four hundred Amiga games. Can you name them? They go through a bunch of those, which I like. Another little video. And I want to. And since we mentioned Ravi, uh, the Retro Hour this week. Uh, I think this is the last episode. They may have had one since then, but I'm not 100% sure. It's 119. They interviewed the fellow from Bullfrog, which I always liked Bullfrog mm -hmm. stuff. That's a Peter Molyneux studio. And and they they've got he you know Populous Syndicate, which we looked at, Magic Carpet, which is theme great. park, theme park, sure. So and of course Retro Hour. Enough said. They're great over there. Did you hear how they they interviewed a guy from the uh, in their last episode from California Games? I read that and it was from Huntington. Yeah. Oh man, we gotta find this guy. I, know, I guarantee you, he no longer lives in Huntington. Oh, he's, he's not just, slumming he around there anymore. Get the yeah. hell out of here. <laughs> Perhaps you're right. Um, so let's look at some stuff that came out uh, on the site this week. Um, we'll start off with the Dreamcatcher. Uh, I don't think we, yeah, we didn't talk about this last week. He has taken a look at the Munsters. Now, I believe we got that from, did we get a copy of that game, didn't we? The Munsters game? Mm, I don't think so. I thought we got that. I think that. you may be thinking of Count, Count Duckula. No, I know we got that. I could have sworn we got a Munsters. Poster Pete. A Munsters thing. <laughs> Poster <laughs> Pete. Anyway, I actually looked at this game because Teresa's a big Munsters fan. Is, ever... she, is, is Munsters kind of like Star Trek and Star Wars, how you're either one or the other? You mean it's Adam's family or Munsters? Right. I think it's okay to be both, mm -hmm. but I'm pretty sure Munsters is a sort of a ripoff of Adam's family. I mean, it, most likely. You know, I, which one do I like better? It's a I like uh, uh, Gomez a lot. I've seen a ton more Munsters than I have Adam's really? family. That show was in syndication forever well, they on both Nick at were. Night. They, well, Adam's family wasn't. Well, Nick at Night, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Munsters is wacky. It's just a goofy game. If you're not familiar with it, it's a it's a family that are all monsters. You got a, a, a Frankenstein's monsters, the dad Herman. Then you've got his wife is a vampire. Their their mother is a witch. Their boy is a werewolf. Uh, so, and then you've got the, their grandfather's a vampire, who went on to some acclaim, believe it or not, in his later years. He showed back up on cable. He was 
hosting crazy moves in his outfit mm-hmm. and stuff. What so. was his name? Count Vic? No, like Count that. Vic. No, no. <laughs> what Grandpa Grandpa was his name. That's just a call of Grandpa, Grandpa Monster. Yeah. Okay. So enough said. So t- check that out. That'll be good for that's always good for a LARP. Um <coughs> Duncan Styles. Duncan Styles. I gotta talk about this. Because for one thing, I posted this under the wrong name as an as an idiot because a couple weeks ago. Uh, Dreamcatcher put this thing up called the Unreviewables, and right. one of the things he mentioned was Cool World. Mm-hmm. And then this review of Cool World comes out. So you up. just assumed that it was Dreamcatcher. But Duncan style. So I have I have uh, hopefully paid pittance for my idiocy. But uh, uh, let's talk about Cool World for a minute because I looked at this; it's, it's great. Duncan did a great job. But have you ever seen Cool World? No. I, you know, I was attracted to it as a young boy because there was a very nice looking lady. That's right. That's Hollywood. Right. Is it oh, okay. Hollywood and a, and, a, and a sexy pun that would make Ian Fleming puke? <laughs> this is the stupidest name. And if you go and watch the film, it's like a cut-rate Roger Rabbit. I mean, the the special effects in it. I went. Is back it and, is it like Pygmalion? I've not seen that, so uh, I can. Well, tell you. That, it's like what, does the artist create? A drawing, and oh, then it God. comes to life. Or is it like weird science? It's uh, yeah. I guess you could go down that road, but it doesn't. No one cared about the plot. Okay. No one cared. It was this sexy woman. You're like, oh man, look at this hot, sexy chick. She's dancing. She's <laughs> That's the whole fetid. movie. She's in fetid. That is the movie. And if she's not on screen, you're asking, where the hell's Holly at? You know, mm. get her out of here. I go back and look at it now, and it just looks so stupid. I watched after this. I read this review, and I got on YouTube and was like looking some stuff up on mm-hmm. on the movie. Man, what a stupid! I saw it in the theater mm. like an idiot. But I was. I, what do you want? Was I'll, Wilcox with you? P- probably. <laughs> you know. And like I've mentioned before, Bowie did a sound on it. I was, I did a sound. He went. Ugh! He did a song on it. <laughs> he was the voice of Hollywood. <laughs> he was the voice. Of, oh man, that really cut into our sexiness right there. <laughs> well, it's like that on on the Venture Brothers. You know, Doctor Girlfriend. <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking of. So anyway, you should check that out. That's good stuff there. Good lord. Um, we did it. We put up some. I don't know. You didn't put up anything this week, did you? No. Video wise, no. I put up a couple things because I'm an. I, I, I got the. You got the streaming there moment. Yeah, man. So. Uh, just if if you care, if you give a care, I put a, I, I had a, a, a little wrestling stream of me just playing all the WWF arcade games. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, I played uh, WWF Superstars, WWF WrestleFest, and WWF WrestleMania, which is controversial of the three. But Why? I, uh, it's that kind of Mortal Kombat-y style. Oh, I remember that. And yeah, when it came yeah. out, I was like, this is crap after WrestleFest. <laughs> and it's not as good as WrestleFest, but... It's so stupid that it's and ridiculous and tongue in cheek that's sort of fun. Has there been another attempt to do a wrestling game in the Mortal Kombat style? Boy, I can't think of any. Okay, so that's the one that I'm thinking of is that one because I had one in my mind that I was thinking. Yeah, of. Doinks in it, Undertaker, yeah. and Yokozuna, yep, and, you yep. know, all those guys. Um, it's probably Doink's finest hour. Doink, well, he's in it. You know, mm-hmm. hey, Doink got in there, and there's no Hulk Hogan in it, right? Um, <clears throat> as an added wacky bonus. I felt the need for speed, as I said, so I hopped on and did a uh, just threw up some random car games, mm-hmm. you know, in the Amiga racing games, and uh, and and a couple. I mean, one I found, I was like, "What the heck is this?" This actually was really good, uh, and played. We just played three or four. You know, I watched I watched some of that stream, and then I, I looked at some of the comments, and there were a lot of people talking about how since you're playing the NTSC versions of these games, how much faster they seem. Yeah, you can than, tell than just than by the. the you no, know, you know, I've had the uh, 600 there for a while, so I've, and I played a ton of stuff on that. I told you I was just running through through it, mm-hmm. and 
when you, I like to admit, I, when I would put the 1200 back on there, for example, just load notes up like Lotus too. You know, it's got that cool song. On mine, it's it's like speed metal version. Everything's faster. And so I'm starting, it occurred to me, I don't know if we've ever thought about this, but it occurred to me that the reason we suck at all these games is not our fault. They're all 20 times faster in the U.S. Right. And so I'm running on, I'm racing on this thing, man. It's just like, I mean, it's, it moves fast. Let's put it that way. All the games you were moving fast, mm-hmm. they were almost uh, unplayable. Right. So I'm starting to think maybe, yeah. That's it. I it's not that. us. It's not My us. My scores went up when I got the uh, when I got the 600 hooked up. So maybe that that could explain what it was. Um, one last little item, and again, actually two little items I've got left. Uh, Dreamcatcher put up an, a the uh, uh, script basically to his YouTube video on Zool. And Zool's transformation, or almost transformation, into an arcade machine. I think we touched on it last week. Mm-hmm. It's it's good. I like the fact that Zool. It's all funny of all the games Zool, but I mean you could sort of see why. But I don't know. I don't know. Would you play that in the arcade? I wouldn't play it anywhere. <laughs> it's, well, it's truly one of the worst platforming experiences I've ever had. That shut me up. Oh, it's not. It's not one of the worst. Now let's not. I mean, there's nasty. there's Top Banana. That's. Okay, then nothing can touch Top Banana. But Zool is probably, you know, not far away in terms of just the sheer horridness. Oh, of my it. God. Um, I wanted to mention, and this is, a, uh, this is not our bag, it's, it, but I'm going to mention it on here because I saw it and it was kind of sad. Uh, uh, Rich, Rick Dickinson, uh, who designed the, ZL, the ZX Spectrums, uh, have passed away this week. Yeah, we actually got a message from, I believe, Edvin Helland. Oh yeah. That uh, that he he sent me an email saying that uh, that Rick Dickinson had died. Yeah, and yeah. that you know, and so I know a lot of people were upset by that. So understandable. So, and this guy looked at his credits, and he he designed the hell out of these things. So I give the guy credit. What? Oh, you got, what? You gonna pour one on the curb for Rick? <laughs> just just pouring one out right oh, on man, right in a, my glass. What a guy! But yeah, that's and so it's funny. It was not funny. Our friends that are into the ZX right now or the ZX, if you will, they're kind of riding high. You know the uh, uh, the the new uh, the new release of the, the updated the, version. The Vega. Not the no. The, I thought is that the I thought the Vega was the one that got canceled. Oh yeah. What is it? The Spectrum Next. Spectrum Next. That's right. Uh, and uh, uh, so it's. I hope he got to at least see the, the his labors moved forward in a positive right. way. I don't know how much involved in that what he was or if he was even interested in it anymore. Or you never like know. He might have been like the guy that did the Forbidden Forest that teaches West African drumming or, you know, <laughs> yeah. whoever that was that we talked about yeah, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> that was the fellow that did uh, Choplifter. Right, right. right. Um, I think, let's see, let's, well, one, I guess we should plug our other show real quick, ARG Presents. Uh, we just, I think it dropped, what was it, Wednesday? Last Wednesday, and yeah. And it was, uh, uh, this was the Mega Drive week, mm-hmm. as I recall. So we mm-hmm. were doing, uh, we did uh, uh, Batman and Robin and Virtual Racing. Right. Uh, and that was pretty fun. We got to look at the, uh, at the, look at the, uh, at the Genesis slash Mega Drive. And then this upcoming week, we're really going crazy, out of our minds crazy. We're, this week we're looking at the SG-1000 from Sega. Mm-hmm. Sega's first console. Yeah, and uh, I found some interesting stuff out about that. So that'll be a fun show. Yeah, so, so look week, for that Look for that on Wednesday. Yeah. Two days after you're listening to this podcast. That'll be good. That'll be good. So uh, that's all I got. All right. You got anything else you want to talk about before we get to it? Uh, let me just do a quick check here. Um, yes, we got a message from Daniel Cordell. Uh, prolific YouTube commenter. 
Um, and uh, he says, Daniel is the yeah Daniel that Daniel. He's the king. He's the king of the Facebook comments uh, or the the YouTube comments. He says I, I, he got a he got a message saying that the BZR player has been updated for Windows. Are you aware what the BZR player is? BZR? Mm-hmm. No. Okay, a B, the BZR player <laughs> idea. is an application for Windows that plays every classic music format ever. Oh, okay. So it plays your mod files. It plays your SID chip files. It plays any you know any of those wacky um, formats that the 8-bit and the 16-bit computers created. It can play on Windows natively. Hmm. So you know, I had trouble. I was I was doing something stupid for the podcast one time, and I was looking for um, a MIDI player, and I had trouble just finding a MIDI player. It's like that stuff has kind of gone by the wayside. In, in the this old days, age. we just used WinAmp to mm-hmm. play everything. I've made certain modifications to Media Player Classic to play a lot of this stuff, but I think I once you mentioned that I think I have used that because I was trying to play something real oddball. I looked it up and I'm going to download it because it seems like it's just you know whatever you throw at it it'll play. So uh, if you're a BCR user, then get that update, and if not, you know check it out. You know what other whack? This is completely off the cuff, but so I, I don't know if I mentioned this to you. So I'm I'm uh, uh, I'm strolling around an antique store last week. Did I mention this to you? Strolling, I'm trolling around. Whatever the guy turns his back, I'm bad mouthing him. And and so this this antique store. It's the one I've complained. Is this a nitro? It's a yes. It's oh. the one I've complained about over and over. Yeah. And so guess what? Time for some more. Back in. <laughs> but this one has an Amiga slant. So I'm walking around this joint, you know, and. Uh, I can't even recall. I want a bu- I want a bag of old unopened novelty cards. You won. Oh well, yeah, in the auction, I paid like three bucks. Okay, like, it's like twenty twenty like like a pack of American Gladiators and are these like like uh, and rock stars mm-hmm. and movie stars and they're just packs of cards. Okay, you know. And so I thought the kid might like. And, and Tree and Luke open one every night. Yeah, that's, their that's game, great. You know, she said I was mad, but I you know. So anyway, I'm, I'm rolling around in here, and I, I'm like. I'm literally, it's one of those things where you're walking by, you're like, you know, I double took, I look, and here's sitting on the on the counter is a boxed, fully inboxed Amiga 1000 memory expansion. Hmm. <laughs> well, Weird. Like, what the hell is this doing here? Yeah, so and this so, this would have been a, uh, what is the, is a one or one meg? It was, uh, it was five, I think five it would have been 256 or 512, mm-hmm. I can't remember, it's been a long time since I had a thousand, but. And I thought to myself, and this is you're talking something from that's from like '85, '86 old, right? I thought, what? And it's in perfect shape, mm-hmm. you know. And I, and they're not worth a lot of money, but still, it's just something weird. So right. I, I popped it open. The things in there, it's I don't think it's ever been used. Mm-hmm. It just looks fine. And of course, I, I thought, man, if he's got this, I wonder if he's got any other Amiga stuff, right. you know? Start getting excited. The heart starts beating. Well, a and so I thought, well, you know, I'm going to buy this. Got to have this. Yeah. So, of course, I went and talked to the lady. Oh, that stuff's sitting on the counter ready to be looked at. Oh, we haven't priced that yet. So That is the... I, just like, I get that all the time. I, I just was so yeah. disgusted that I was yeah. just like... I, I rolled out. But somewhere, if you're listening, if you're in West Virginia, I'm looking at some people maybe in Charles. I don't know yeah, who right. around here has got a 1,000. Probably, I don't know anybody's got no, one. If I had an Amiga, I'd want it to be a 1,000. I think it's the coolest looking it's Amiga. The, plus, it's got the signatures inside. Yeah. So awesome. But anyway, if you're listening to this show and you beat me over there, although I'm so disgusted, I may just not even bother, uh, you can get yourself an Amiga 1,000 expansion. If you can find it, if you dig your way through all the... Nonsense. Crap. I went upstairs to find out. They had some classic gaming stuff. I was like, oh, this looks good. No, no prices. It's insanity. Yeah. It's insanity. I hate them. Hate it. 
Eight. You know what's good though? Across the street, that Vietnamese sandwich place, Yen Sandwiches. You no, I've never there? been there. <sighs> a Vietnamese sandwich? What's on that? It's whatever you want. They've got all different kinds what of varieties. What makes a Vietnamese sandwich different from a West Virginia sandwich? They've got well, it, it depends on what you get, but they the, the bread is fresh, and you know Vietnam was a, a French colony for a long time, so they know how to do bread. Okay, so oh, yeah? the, the sandwich, the bread is great. Yeah. Then they've got um, Vietnamese ham, which is a special kind of ham What's that's a- great. Vietnamese ham. Vietnamese they ham. Got a special kind of pig over there. I think so. What's he do? Walk backwards and sing. I think. Something? I think it's the way that they cure it. Oh. You know? And they, but you can get that, or you can get like they have these different spreads. It's kind of like a pate. Are you? You know what? Pate Labelle. Yes. Um, so anyway, I highly recommend that you go over there and check them out. Plus, they've got that bubble tea. You like bubble tea? Um, no, I don't like tea. Okay, this is, is bubble tea like soda. No, bubble tea. Do you know what tapioca is? Yeah. Okay, so it's like it's like a slushy, but it's got balls of tapioca at the bottom. It's great. Hmm. So, uh, if that sounds appealing to you, which I can already tell it doesn't, head across the street to Yen nothing, Sandwiches. There's nothing I like more than a, a big thing of tea with balls of tapioca <laughs> sludged in hey. there. Hey, here's <laughs> an idea. Get yourself a glass of milk. Just chuck in a pickle. Screw it. <laughs> What is wrong with your taste? You've You're been... insulting an entire nation when you say that. Pickles and milk? What are you talking about? Do you, I don't think you know what tapioca is. Tapioca, the pudding. Tapioca. I've had that. Yeah, it's like a sweet, gelatinous thing. But it's not a wad of something you expect to have in a drink. Well, yeah, it is because bubble tea is like a huge deal. It's like Where? Everywhere. Not here, it ain't. I've well, never heard of it. This is West Virginia. What are you saying? Well, I, well, do, they I have, the, do they have AL81 over in uh, over there in Vietnam? Unfortunately, AL81 has not made the right, trip no to sad. Vietnam. But anyway, Yen Sandwiches, this is the free plug. <laughs> They're giving me money. You know, now um, I'm got to go over there. You should. And I'm going to get a I'm going to get a glass of tapioca balled What is this bubble tea? Bubble tea. Why is it called bubble tea? Because the tapioca balls look like bubbles. Oh, I see. Yeah. Rob did a whole you don't know flack about this. He does a bunch of weird stuff. And he did a whole show on tapioca tea. Well, not a whole show, but he's talked about it. I or think maybe you he's talked about it on his your blog. Mind. We're, I don't know. What are we doing? Let's get to the game here. We're, we're doing a game this week? <laughs> I thought it was just, just I thought it was just all South Charleston sure. talk. No, it's not. Well, wait a minute. You were at the Nitro. That's right. Never mind. I'm thinking about the one in South Charleston. Oh, God. Forget everything I just said. Yen sandwiches, not in Nitro. The rapport is going to be ending soon. There's I nothing in Nitro. up yonder. Shoot. <laughs> okay. Mean arenas, Aaron. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna reenact the mean arena here in a second. First of all, this is the dopiest title screen I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Let's cut right to it since it's on the you know, screen right now. Normally, I like to fight with you, but I'm gonna tell you, this <laughs> title screen is dopey. This game. Ex- Let's just let's wait. Hold it in. Hold it in, bud. Let's okay. get to it. So. Because I've got a format here. If we just start scrolling off the format, it's all down the tubes. Just so you know, Pixels of Dawn says they sell bubble tea all over the place in the UK these oh, yeah. days. Oh, yeah. Well, what can I say? He says it never appealed to him, though. So he's <laughs> he's in your boat. <laughs> Different strokes to refresh. I haven't had one yet. Maybe big wads of gelatinous crud is what I'm longing for. Next time we head over to the mound together when we do Amigos Abroad. Is that? Well. <laughs> mean, mean arenas. I always call it mean arcades. Mean Arena. So this this came out in '93, boat boatster, uh, and was on two discs. But and there was also a CD32 version, which I will get to. Um, 
developed by an outfit that's called Nighttime. Ooh. Nighttime didn't do much aside from this game and a game called Cavitas. Which is that something for something? I don't know. I've not heard of that. Published, you know, I looked, I looked up these, uh, uh, this developer and this publisher because I wasn't familiar with them. Right? Uh, the developer was Nighttime, and the publisher was a company called ICE. 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 Uh, mm-hmm. They didn't rip off. They didn't rip off Bowie and Queen. Remember that? That was the. That's what he said. That's the other thing. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, what do you think ICE stands for? Immigration Control Enforcement. Incorrect. In this case, no. Mm. International Computer Entertainment. But oh, okay. Yeah, pretty good. Right? Yeah. So these guys, uh, some of these titles that weren't released, they escaped. If you know what I'm saying. <laughs> You've got <laughs> abandoned places too. D Day, Deep Core, Fire Force, Gulp, Total Carnage, International Golf. And in the stinker of all stinkers, renowned for its stinkery. First-person pinball? No, 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 no. Because first-person pinball wasn't licensed for a popular international film. This was Akira. Have you ever played Akira? You know, I have. I think I've done an Amigos Plays on Oh, man. How much of that did you drink that night? It's not a great game. Akira is renowned for its crappery. Especially it, coming off, you know, the movie being as great as it I is. I believe it's the biggest game. I believe it's the only large release game. I think it's like the lowest score on Lemon. Mm. I believe that's its. That's the gimmick of a game that's not like you know, Billy Presents, you know, Pong or right. whatever. It's god-awful. So these guys, their track record, not so good. Mm-hmm. Um, you can play two players. It's hot seat, you know. Uh, this thing was basically put together by a couple guys, Paul uh, Paul Atkinson and Alex uh, uh, Kelwin, K-E-W-I-N, Kelwin. That's yeah. weird. Ke- That's a weird name. Not really, Kelwin. It just seems odd to me. I don't know why. It doesn't uh, have two consonants next to right. it. That's right. That must be what it is. Uh, so I tried to look up some stuff on uh, Atkinson and Kelwin here. Mr. Bean. Yeah. No, well, uh, they... Let me tell you about. Well, first, let me just get into ice for a minute. So, I was trying to find. You know, I like to dig around. You know, and some games, it's like a cornucopia of good of good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then you got mean arenas where it's like you're literally scratching and clawing to find any information out. And I found this guy who was trying to find that information about ice, and apparently he had tracked down one of the guys that ran ice. And he kept calling the guy's house, and the guy, I guess, was uh, was ill or something. And finally, they, they just said, "Listen, there's no profit in giving you an interview. So basically, screw off." Mm. So he went to find another guy in ice, and he called them a couple times. He basically cussed him out and told him never call again. And so I thought, well, this guy obviously more persistent than me had wow. nothing on ice. So I'm gonna, as far as I could tell. Uh, and it's funny, I found a couple of different references to ICE. So apparently there were two different companies that were named ICE, I-C-E, mm-hmm. right? So um, there's one here that was in uh, that was in Glasgow, okay? And it was uh, founded by Ian uh, Morrison. I don't think that's the one that this game was made by. The other one was in, uh, uh, in the UK, and they didn't even start until 92 and they and they were around for a little while and I think that's this one uh, they were there's a there were a place called uh Gloucestershire is that ring a bell Gloucestershire wow that's a lot that's a lot of that's a lot of lot of letters in that one so I'm guessing that's them I don't think this is the Glasgow alpha but again I'll look for in there I can find this 
Um, so, again, this game was for the ECS OCS, and then if, if they came out, uh, I think it was like a year later, for this CD32. So, I played both versions, and um, the CD32 version is... An affront to what the CD32 stood for. Really? It's the epitome of what killed the CD32. Really? When you load this I'm thing up... I'm surprised you said that. Well, I'll, I'm, I'm going to tell you why. Okay. And it's got nothing really to do with the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the disc, CD32, stuck it in. This game is such a direct port from the Amiga that, so, the, that the loading screen still has a disc on it. Mm, That's how direct the port right. it is. They did, they By the way, thank you, Ravi, for Mean Arenas. Yeah, yeah. I mentioned it earlier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 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 this game, they didn't even take the time to change the loading the, screen. The, the loading screen mm-hmm. to a, even Soccer Kid did that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, um, so it was shovelwareed right onto the C32. And the funny thing about it is, and we'll get to this later when I look at the reviews. Um, the, the, most of the magazines docked them points for that when they reviewed the CD32 version, but this game was so popular in a, its own way that they didn't fully kill it. Like, if it was me, if I'm telling you, if I went home with my shiny new CD32 and shoved this in there, I would be appalled. Appalled. Not because the game isn't interesting or, or different. It just... This is as old school a game as you're ever going to get. It mm-hmm. doesn't look anything like a next-gen console no. release. It certainly doesn't use any of the CD32 stuff. There's no doubt about that. So, what is the game? All right, this is one of those futuristic game show gimmicks. It start, and we'll get into the intro in a second. But long story short, to me, it was like if you took Pac-Man, and it had a, and then you took uh, like uh, uh, Smash TV or something, and they had a kid. Basically, I mean, it's 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 Pac-Man with a. Uh, with different weapons and stuff, I mean, it's like maybe a little bit of Wizard of War in there, you know. But you, but it's in a game show situation where and you, the commentators will occasionally ring you with a little cute little quip. I mean, is that pretty much the way you looked at it? It's exactly the way I looked at it. The opening screen for this that Boat talked about with the logo, or it is that a, is that a, is that's the most androgynous figure I've ever seen in my well, life? I looked at it for a long time trying to determine its gender. <laughs> I was unable to. It sucks. Then you get these two announcers, right? TV sports, it ain't. <laughs> I mean, it is, it is the, it is the, the dopiest. I know I, I just use this adjective, but it, I, dope, I just open it up. They're the dopiest guys I've ever seen. The other guy, they're like, I'm Bill Russell, and then the other guy's just like, Oh, <laughs> I didn't know if they were trying to be funny, but the, the they whole were failing. the whole angle of this game is that you're in this dystopian future where people are fighting for their lives, you know, in this arena, and so you and then you've got these two numbskulls, you know, calling the shots. Did you leave this? Um, did you leave that screen on for a while to see what happens? Oh yeah, they they they're like, like the mic will blow up or something like the that. The guy's it, 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 eyes start spinning like yeah. a slot machine. This screen, we talked about be- how beautiful D-Paint was. <laughs> D-Paint in the wrong hands <laughs> is an atrocity upon Mother Earth. This, These two guys, literally, it's like a guy took like 20 minutes. It's like, you know, let me whip up a couple announcers here. Hey, Joe, get the janitor and we'll add some voices to these suckers. And the janitor's like, okay, I'll do it. <laughs> that was him. That was perfect. <laughs> Man, you are a dead ringer. So the announcers basically tell you what, and one of the announcers sounds like a do- dopey dog. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Shane Harmon Rowe on his old show, 
He had this sound effect at the beginning of it. It said, RoboZone, coming up. And I never knew where that was from. And when, so when this guy said it, I was like, whoa, that's it. So the, doing this game, if nothing else, it solved one but mystery he, for you. <laughs> RoboZone, coming up. Mm-hmm. They've got a long way to go. And he sounds like the biggest tool. Yeah. Like, and then his it's, partner comes in. I was like, <laughs> They they have a rapport very similar to ours. <laughs> These two guys, they're horrible. So when I had low expectations at this point when that thing came up, I'm like, oh god, this is. I thought this is on a disc. This is on a CD. Right. So then the game starts, and I'm looking at this game, and I'm trying to figure out what. I was like, I looked at the instructions. I thought I had a decent. I was like, what in God's name is this? And then I started running around, and you get a a, a taste of, of the flavor of what this game is. It, this game is, uh, in it, it, its heart, it's a simple game that they ramp up. It's this game somehow, it somehow breaks away from itself. The everything but the game on this is just god awful. Mm. Everything, and if, I don't know if you saw the death sequence. Yeah, the picture that's there is even worse than the announcers. It's horrible. Dare I use the word a third time? I will. It's dopey. And I watched the <laughs> end, I watched some guy beat the game. And I thought to myself, I gotta see how this game ends. And sure enough, yet another someone took a a, a, a stylus or something, remember, shoved it up their butt, and then proceeded to try to draw a guy with it. That's how the art was done. And it's the ending. It was just horrible. I hope the people listening to this aren't gonna be mad. I mean, come on. Well, apparently they're untrackable because they don't want to. You didn't try hard on on the art. And mm-hmm. when you're pouring this to C32, could you not do something? You couldn't hire a guy for a day to come up with something that's better than what you had. So, yeah, everything about this game is crap but the game. And so I'm going to give the game, now I'm going to give the game some props after that burial. Um, for something that's basically looks like, this reminds me in some ways of like Deluxe Galaga. And, I'll, and not because they have anything in common, but they're a game that's clearly based on another game. And they said, well, hell, I can do that, but I'm going to make it cooler. Mm. Let's add a bunch of crap. And so you've got uh, different weapons. You've got different... Uh, uh, um, Protective shields. You've got uh, they've got traps to avoid. You've got uh, different mazes that are real tricky. There's doorways. There's switch puzzles. There's uh, uh, conveyor belts, moving floors, multiple levels. I mean, it just gets crazy. They take the concept of going around collecting gold pieces to which are the dots in this are gold pieces to some crazy mm-hmm. level. It kind of reminds me almost of like a robo rally board at some point. You've it got d- the teleporters and the things that shove you and things like that. It so. does. Uh, on top of all the other stuff that you collect, you also can look around for these bees. Okay. I don't mean I don't mean killer bees. I mean the letter B. Again, not the most imaginative thing I've ever seen, but straight wh- out of 1982, <laughs> straight out of Ladybug. You make up the word credit basically with this thing, and then when you and you, when you do that, you get an extra credit. So that's okay. Um, I guess so. I guess it's okay. Did you ever seeing get on- that, seeing that you're playing a free game on your Amiga? I don't know how special <laughs> well, that is. I don't know. It's still kind of cool. So uh, th- basically, the 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 meat of the game, aside from the collection. Is just avoiding enemies, and so, or destroying, or enemies. destroying <laughs> enemies. Mostly, I avoided them. Uh, you've got teleporters that come around. I think that teleporters show up on the second or third level. I, how far in did, you, did you go? I think I played to the fourth level. Really? Yeah. I got a little further than that, uh, but uh, not much. But 
I've watched it's, it being played, and I got I some passwords, to, and I cheated. Yeah, too. I mean, I wanted to. With with these games, maybe I'm just spoiled because so many of the games that we play have built-in trainers and things. Yeah. I want to work my way through the game, but I don't want to take the time to actually get good at it. And I just get so frustrated <laughs> that I, I can't get past the, these opening stages. Well, you've got you've got your Robo Zone. You got, got you do have your Robo. You've got zone. your like what's the, Robo Zone? Your Rainbow. Oh, zone. that's the the first the the name of the level. Yeah, you get. I think there's one called the uh, the Palace. Uh, there's like I think there's four different types of of mazes, and then you've got. But I mean, these things are really intricate. Uh, you yeah. get to the point where you're going up and down stairs. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Rainbow Zone has like this. Uh, like this conveyor belt that sort of just or it's not a conveyor but it's more of a what would you call what it does it just sort of you it, you start on one end of this long wire and when you hit the when you go to where the wire stops it takes you a little like platform. a zip line yeah so yeah that's that's better than what i got except of course it makes it makes return it trips, back and yeah. forth um this is just an avoid the enemy thing but this is a i mean it, this is not pac-man it doesn't even really feel like a pac-man no. game does it it's, it's it's too slow moving to be it's a slow moving and also it's uh um you have to Really pay attention to your surroundings because, like, I'll tell you what you started really irritate me was these points where you would step on like a, a, a panel and a trap would come out mm-hmm. and it would come out. I would just get killed by. I would just stand there going like, "What's going <laughs> the on?" The arrows just fired into your body. <laughs> Got riddled with him and he's dead. Uh, and of course, as you're playing this game, the idiot announcers will occasionally chime in with a repetitive comment. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, oh, good. Oh, good. Well played. You know, some kind of crap. Or that's more like, well played. Ooh. I mean, it's like, if Hanna Barbera ever cast like the dumbest dog, <laughs> you know, and I don't know what the other guy would be. But. You know, who was the uh, who was the voice of the uh, the the pink tiger in in Laugh Olympics? The Snacklepuss. <laughs> Yeah, who was that guy? I don't know. They need to get him involved in more of these games. I'm sure he's long gone. And he was based on a a celebrity that I can't remember. Mm. All the Hanna-Barbera guys are based on somebody. Uh, But, uh, so... What did you think of this game, buddy? We have really we know you hated every part but the game. What did you think of the actual game? To be honest with you, this game is not bad. I I thought that this game was... was, For what it is, for being a a top-down sort of maze um you know pseudo action um strategy game i thought it was fine um this game was probably a full price release um in the stores um and i I think that um that uh necronom in our chat said it best he said this looks like a pd game written in amos I mean, it's not a pretty looking game. It's not. And it, again, it's CG very 32. Yeah, it's very tile based. And for coming out in 93, there aren't a whole lot of aspects of this game that, that really scream, you know, boy, I'm glad I bought this instead of something else. It is more fun than it looks. That's what. That, yeah, that's true. When I look, I swear to you. <laughs> you wanted to kill this game as soon as we found out we were doing it. You're I, like, heard, oh, this I game had sucks. heard it it's wasn't that good. Yeah. I heard it wasn't that good. But uh, it's, it, it's very popular. It's got its fans, and it's when you sit down and play it, it actually is fun. Uh, it's hard, mm-hmm. but it's not. It's not like we've played a lot of me games. It's not Shadow of the Beast hard. No, and I feel like it's a game that would reward if you put time into it. You'll you'll be, you'll get better at it, and you'll yeah. feel good. By about the it. end of the week, I could consistently get to about the same place I got killed every time, and I could get there pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, it's quite clever in some ways, but I mean. This is like a super public domain title to me. I yeah. mean, it's like someone really. It, I would be disappointed if I bought this at full price, mm-hmm. uh, or maybe like a shareware game, you sort know. of like an apogee sort of but, thing. But I mean, they take the concept of 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 
Pac-Man, and a lot of people compare it to Gauntlet. Do you get that vibe? Sure. I mean, sure. I mean, it's, it doesn't give you the hordes and hordes of enemies, but it's the same top-down pick-up things kind of yeah. thing. It's got hidden passages, like I said. It's got uh, key stuff. It's got a lot of... There's a, there's a few levels that I went to on by cheating. I just got a big long list of the passwords. It's, it's got a password system to uh, go to different levels, and uh, which I... I wonder when they made this if they knew they were going to port it to the CD32 and they just, who knows, maybe they didn't. But it, that works on CD32. Um, some of the levels are absolutely bonkers. There's a level where it's just nothing but like a million teleport pads. And you just and you just have to go through them over and over and again to get anywhere. I saw one level where it was like, there were, it was a pack of switches. They were like a hundred switches probably. Just mm -hmm. like... Oh my god! At some point, it turns into a real legit puzzle game. Oh, I mean, know, it's and a real, and it, you have to think too. The guys, the monsters will come after you if they get near you. They're sort of always at you, but they're not. It, they're not super aggressive. Well, they, they it depends. I mean, it's weird. I don't know if they have a pattern or what they do. Something else that drove me nuts is there's a, there's certain places where you get like acid pools or whatever. I mean, I would walk into those stupid things every time. That Splashing was, around. Unlike say a Pac-Man, this took some time for me to get used to it, it was, uh, there. some places don't have walls, and w if you just keep walking forward, you can die. And it's So when you get into the vein, like, oh, it's just like Pac-Man, walk, walk away, all of a sudden pretend that you're playing Pac-Man and there's no wall there on the other side of it, certain death. You just walk out and die. Sometimes the, the lava pits will open and close. You know, there's all kinds of different sort of like, there's, there's a lot of deadly stuff. There's flames, there's arrows that shoot out. Uh, there's a ton of stuff that can kill you in this game, so it's not the easiest game. But they do a good job of liberally, at least the levels I played, they put a lot of shields and, and they, there's these stop signs that once you hit those, everything stops and you can haul ass. And if you get and if you get certain things, you can go and kill the people that are coming after you. Uh, so again, sort of like Pac-Man. Uh, but the screen, we should probably mention, the screen is multi-level, so it scrolls up and down. And again, sometimes the, the screens are multi-level uh, up and down. And, you know, I mean, you know, there are multiple floors mm -hmm. to the level. So you have to go, you know, through a, through a staircase or whatever. It got when I played the higher levels with the cheat code, with it, well, not cheating, with this save code. It was really tough. But I mean, I'm kind of like you. I think if I played this thing long enough, I could probably get a halfway decent. I mean, just playing it for the week, I got okay. I was I'm not too bad. So this one's this one's a weird one though in terms of my overall impression of it because it does everything in its power to suck. I mean, it does everything it can do from the opening, from the second you load it up to the second you shut it down. Everything in it sucks except for when you're playing, and then it's okay. I'll tell you what else they do, right? When you enter your score, you can do it with a keyboard. <laughs> yeah, and I'll, I do, I will say something else. If you've got the options, there's, there's a lot of options, and one of the options is to start where the last player died. So that means you don't have to go through and put the code back mm -hmm. in, so that's not too bad. Mm -hmm. uh, but... You know the rest of it is just horrendous. It's got a uh, like a HUD that has. Uh, uh, oh, this is another problem I had since I was playing on uh, the Amiga twelve hundred and the uh, thirty two. My it's an NTSC, and the the of course the PAL scooted the screen down to where I couldn't see all the HUD. Right. So that was a pain in the butt. So I had to go and emulate it just so I could see if I was missing anything. And really, you're not. There's nothing at the bottom of the HUD that I could had to have. But of course, this is our fate, right? We have to do this every time. Um, I looked at some uh, reviews on this. I looked at reviews for both games, but just because I thought it, I thought it'd be amusing to see if someone liked the one version more than the other because they're the same game. 
So the on, on Lemon, the OCS, ECS version got an 8.14. That's huge. That's a big score on Lemon. So it's really popular. Uh, in the magazines, the uh, old, the uh, non-disc CD version, Amiga Action gave it an 82. Amiga Format uh, gave it a 76. Uh, the One gave it an 81. So respectable, you know, C-level scores, you know. Yeah, I can see it. Those aren't C level scores in the in the in the UK though. What so are they there? It's a Ten points. It's more of a B there. Okay, low B. Yeah, low B. You're pushing it with a low B, right? B minus. I don't know. I'd probably go C. Yeah. Um, the uh, CD32 version, ironically and musically, it's only got a seven point oh six rating on on Lemon, so mm. it's aided more. And it reviewed pretty much the same. Amiga format gave it a 75, and Amiga Power gave it a 78. And I looked at the reviews, and they both said the same thing. It's like, man, this is pathetic for the CD32. This makes it look like a jerk. Eh, it's pretty good. Pretty good game. <laughs> so that's sort of, sort of the way I felt about it. I was really disappointed in that. The fact that this thing uh, came out in the disc like that. I mean, it's, it's screwing people. It's just screwing people over. That's ridiculous. Um, I looked it up on eBay. Uh <laughs> There's a sealed one, I think it's and it's in the U.S. A sealed version of the disc-based one, ten bucks. <laughs> so if you wanted to buy this right now, you could go get it. Cheap, yeah. In uh, the and the the CD32 I found in the U.K. There's you can get one for fifty bucks. I saw one go for eight bucks. So you're going all over the place. The, I think the fifty dollar one was sealed, and then I saw another one going for thirteen and a half bucks. So. They're not super expensive. If yeah, these got, this has got to be one of the cheapest CD32 games. It, it, how much would you pay? For, would you want to play this on your CD32? Oh, I, mean, I should mention some other thing. I bet this is different for you. The CD32 version, the one thing it does do is use multiple buttons. So I got to use my I got to use my buttons for multiple things. And I used, what are the multiple things you can do? I can't do? remember off the top of my head. Oh. I have to look in the book. That great, huh? <laughs> well, I mean, it's, it's hey, it, listen, it supports the controller. Yeah. I took note of it, so that's something. Uh, so that that's kind of cool, but you know, you know, it is what it is. If this was a direct port from the A twelve hundred, though, it wasn't I mean, from the A twelve hundred. It was from the which is from OCS. From OCS. So, no, they, it, that that is probably the only thing they changed. Okay. I use the same joystick on both my machines, so I'm so and it worked. So I'm guessing, you know, I don't know. So that's a long short of it. Not much to not, not, not that much to it. I mean, it's a Pac Man clone with some extra stuff. Yeah. It's okay. It's I mean it's 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 uh, to me it's a solid B. A solid, solid B. B? Solid B. Really? Yeah. You know... Is that before the... You're talking about the OCS-ECS yeah, version. Okay. Yeah. What would you give... If you open up the CD32 version for Christmas, what would you think? I have a hard time... The CD32, I mean, every game for the CD32 was a disappointment. Well, I mean... But the, every least, game. A lot of them at least tried to give you something. Some new soundtrack or something. I guess, I guess some of them did, but at, at the core of it, though, they're just ports. Well, they might have, you know, they, they, nobody did gangbusters with the CD32. There's a reason why the CD32 is long, long gone. That's, right. I guess that's what it is. Right. Aaron, as we leave Mean Arenas, we have a question this week. Remember, like, a year ago when we used to get questions all the time? No. Well, a we used to. A year ago? Are you kidding me? Yeah. All right, go ahead. What do you got? So uh, the, we're, we're resurrecting the question segment. All okay, right. Because somebody sent us a question. That's how the question segment gets resurrected. All right, go ahead. Um, this is based on our ARG episode on the Mega Drive. Chris right. Folds. Chris Folds So it's a wonders. question about our other show. Yes. Okay. But it's Amiga-related. Oh, That's okay. why I go put ahead. it in here. If someone had released a 3D accelerator 
um, similar to the chip that they put on Virtual Racer on the Genesis that would have given the Amiga 3D powers for about a hundred bucks, would you have bought it? Absolutely. In like less than a second. I probably would have bought it for $200. Because I... Listen, when I remember distinctly when uh, uh, X-Wing came out for the PC, I wanted to play that game desperately, and it never came out on the Amiga. And I thought to myself, and uh, man, this stinks. I'm, I'm, my, my machine's falling off. Mm -hmm. So if you could have told me, yes, if you get this cartridge or cart or whatever, or PC MCIA slot card or whatever, and it would it'd let you play like uh, Magic Carpet or uh, something like that, or make Wing Commander run at a playable rate, I probably would have, yeah, I probably would have, you know, honestly. Yeah, why? Well, you know, I, I mean, I, I mentioned to uh, some guys on Discord this week, plug, plug, join our Discord. Uh, you know, the I, I bought one of the Banshee cards for the PC uh, because I had to get that 3D graphics going, you know. And I Jones, uh, Sega had a card out for the PC that was just, it was a 3D card. It wasn't Sega that made it. I think it was Diamond, but it, it came with like with Virtual Fighter, which you couldn't get at the time for the PC. And and it looked good. And I thought to myself, man, I remember seeing it at a computer show. It was like 300 bucks. I was like, man, I'm sorely tempted. If I had the money, I'd have bought it right there on the spot. You know, because I wanted that, you know, Especially back in those days, I was really power hungry. I, I didn't want to. Have, I didn't want to be falling behind. Mm -hmm. And that stuff moved so fast back then that you could fall behind like that. You right. Know? So absolutely, if something would have extended the Amiga, given it some three D uh, action, I would have probably bought it. Cool. Well, if you have a question you'd like us to answer, uh, you can either tweet at us at Amigos Podcast or send us an email at questions at amigospodcast.com. If that email address does not actually exist, then um, I actually don't know if that's real or not. But you can try it. Questions at AmigosPodcast.com. I'm pretty sure it exists. You can get hold of it. Like I said, it's been, it's been a long time since we've done the question segment. <laughs> Aaron, it's time. Um, you know, I want to thank Adam Battersby for... Um, he is a member of our Amigos Game Selection Committee. Um, that level on Patreon, patreon.com slash AmigosPodcast. Uh, you can choose one game a month if you are a member of this Game Selection Committee for us to review. So thank you, Adam. For this uh, this game to review, I I it was it was definitely interesting. It was um, way better than I thought. It was yeah, be. and uh, Honestly, I, I thought it was gonna be absolute crap. I came in with no expectations, and I was not disappointed. I didn't. I came in with horrible expectations. I was I was pleased. Um, but we have a plethora of uh, also we have a, a plethora of Patreon supporters, just amigos supporters out there that we need to thank in our very special way. Oh God! And uh, so <clears throat> last week. We um, the the song that I sang was Abba's Dancing Queen. Okay, um, and so um, we got lots of feedback. Uh, we talked about this on our um, insert disc two, um, but of course the, the, we got feedback before that was released. Um, uh, Paul Kitching says um, that was a terrifying version of Abba's Dancing Queen. I can't believe Aaron didn't know it. I thought it was very easy. No. So I didn't want to know it. <laughs> and he said, "Good timing too." As Abba have just announced some new songs. Have you heard these songs yet? Have they come out? No, I haven't heard them. We talked about this on uh, what was it? Insert this too. Yeah. That just came out. That came out today, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, um, here are my thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I, I want to thank um, and congratulate Chris Folds, Brendan White, Matthew Petteron, Edvin Helland, 
and Paul Kitching for uh, answering correctly the song. They all guessed Abba's Dancing Queen. Um, so, as I prepare myself, <clears throat> the rest of us are bone. We can't just clear for our this throat. week's song. Clear our ears. Um, these are the Amigos Patreon supporters. Dan Ross, Leaf Kellon, Alan Kebab, Donna Tyler, Level Lord, John Marshall, Matthew Perron, Ricky DeRosha, Creepy Dead Boy, Figgy CDZ, The Slow Norris, Stefan Sorgod, Mortensen, Edwin Helen, Blendo 75, Christopher Hassel, Riley Abbott, Chris Falls, Dreamcatcher, Lauren Giroux, Graham Vebke, Brent Dowdy, Lane Denson, Adam Battersby, O'Brien, Retro and Vintage, Gary Hucker, C. Brian Jones, Paul Harrington, Duncan Styles, Anthony Jarvis, Tapes from the Crypt, Josh Nan, Will Williams, Adam Bradley, Jonas Rulo, THT, Eric Nelson, Kim Tommy, Humberstad, Daniel Bingston, Brutal Barracuda, Darren Coles, Jason Wands, Pixels at Dawn, Kilbjorn Bahaman. You were peeking a mic out so much, I thought it was going to explode. <laughs> you were peeking my ears out, too. Yeah, I got yeah. no idea what that was. Well, it looked if, like something out. It sounded like something out of a Broadway play or something. If you know, then you can send me an email at john at amigospodcast.com. <laughs> Good move. And, um, and uh, tell me the name of that tune. And uh, if you win, you will be recited at the special winner's circle section of the what podcast. What a deal. So. Um, so, Aaron, uh, next week we are going to play. Give me just a second because I've already forgotten. <laughs> we are going to play. We're going to wax works again. We're going to do. <laughs> this is a dual, a, a dual setup here. The double. The We're double, doing a double next double week. Double WWB. Wiz and Liz. All right, never heard of that. And Settlers. Okay, Settlers. I, that I have heard. Of. Yeah. So this is a. Pixels at Dawn, a fellow Amigos Game Selection Committee member has requested these. So, Pixels, next week is your week. Um, Sounds good. And we are going to close out this show with Retro Ravi, a.k.a. The Formula. Nice. Performing a DJ set using two Commodore Amiga A1200s uh, at the Nottingham Contemporary Performance Arena. So, uh, enjoy that as we fade out. We'll see you all next week. Until then... Adios. Adios.